Hey guys, it's CS Joseph with csjoseph.life doing another episode for season 15, except uh, it's like episode 13. And uh, this particular episode I've been waiting to do for a long time, um, and this is like technically a reshoot, and I never reshoot, but uh, for some reason the GoPro decided to turn itself on or turn itself off on me like last night. And I have no idea why. It's probably because I recently updated it and I'd have to actually check to make sure that the auto turn off setting is not back on. Regardless, uh, be that as it may, uh, we're gonna give this another go. So I've been waiting to do this episode for a long time. The reason why is because everyone understands like my disdain, my absolute disdain for the MBTI test and how the MBTI test is basically a complete and total utter failure. Why is that? Well, it's because you can't get anything actually accurate out of it. Now, okay, every now and then to be like, oh yeah, I got accurate results from it, man. I'm totally down for this. I, I took the test and it was dead on accurate, no matter what. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. There's gotta be some positive things in there. I mean, they are a business, right? And then that means technically they would have to actually have a product that's worth selling, which means it would have to work sometimes. But what about the rest of us? What about the rest of us who consistently get mistypes from the MBTI test on a regular basis? Then all of a sudden you got Mr. C.S. Joseph doing his episode, season two, episode one, about how much he hates the MBTI test. But this particular episode, we're gonna be talking about why I don't like the test and how the test actually works in such a way where it's continually and continuously giving and consistently giving mistypings to people. And we just did a, a mistyping lecture for the season, season 15. So this is a bonus episode for season 15, specifically to talk about why the letter dichotomy system of the MBTI is actually a complete and utter failure. And it is technically actually like, you know, fake news. So we're all about fake news these days, it seems. Uh, you know, us millennials and Gen Zers, uh, all about the fake news. And uh, the MBTI is absolutely no exception because that, as a test, it really is fake news. So why is that? Well, because the letter dichotomies. Um, there's a lot of problems with the test. We've talked about the problems before. Uh, people are consistently... Um, they don't understand like the definitions of the terms within the questions themselves. Uh, they don't understand... Uh, let's see, uh, the letter dichotomies, like what the, the meanings behind the actual letters themselves. Uh, they also don't really know themselves or they could lack introspection, which is something that is gained by a person as a result of maturing. But immature people have like way less uh, introspection. And then as a result, it's like, okay, that means there's lots of human error prone to taking the MBTI test. And then when we're like, oh yeah, Myers-Briggs type indicator is the dopest. And it's actually not because what is it? It's a test. And people who are prone to human error take the test, which gives them bad errors. This is why, as awesome as Dario Nardi is, he can't just administer the MBTI test before doing his uh, neuroscience uh, experiments, right? If he is relying on the test itself for his neuroscience experiments, specifically to identify somebody's type, then the results of ex his experiments are going to be inaccurate because what about all the people he mistyped? Don't you see the problem here? How about we actually get some accuracy around here? Oh yeah, accuracy would be nice. That's why we have the type grid. And then the type grid, which is the dopest, the type grid itself will be upgraded very soon. It already covers interaction styles and temperaments. And then it's going to eventually cover cognitive axes and quadras. We'll have those added to the type grid document so that you guys can follow along. We're also gonna put that in a mobile app to make it even easier on everybody. But the point is, is that 
you will have a system so that when you come into contact with somebody within 30 seconds of like knowing somebody right off the bat, you know for sure what type they are. You instantly know what cognitive functions they have. And then because of that, you know all of their pressure points for positive and negative. As a result, you have the opportunity to optimize your interaction with that fellow human being, right? Oh, and also you understand yourself. As a result of understanding yourself, you can also optimize interactions with yourself and with other people because you actually understand what your needs are. Emotional needs, for example, sexual needs, for example, professional needs, for example, how you interact with the world, basically. Having that information in the in, in the in the you know in the in your palm, you know what I'm saying? Like like on a smartphone, having that information like right there would definitely serve you pretty well and you might actually get somewhere in life for once. You know what I'm saying? This is why knowing this information is absolutely crucial. It's absolutely required. So just keep that in mind. Like seriously, keep that in mind. Wow, like my pants keep falling off because uh, I've lost a lot of uh, uh, weight recently, uh, new diet. Um, so I think it's gonna be like a very permanent diet actually. But anyway, that's not relevant to this discussion. Uh, we're talking about dichotomies. So. The MBTI test, prone to human error, uh, prone to errors, prone to test taker bias, actually. I, I've noted that a lot of the, the tests out there, especially on the internet, who claim to be MBTI tests, uh, a lot of people score INTJ. And you know what, guess what? I'm one of those people, I scored INTJ, even though I'm actually an TP. And then the second time I took the test, I scored INFJ. And then the third and fourth time I took the test, it was INTJ. I'm all over the place, you see what I'm saying? Again, that's errors, that's very error prone, and that's not how it works, right? The problem is the MBTI test itself, I mean, other than the fact that it's just a test and like there's like, that's it, it's just a test. That's it, it's just a test. They're, they're, the MBTI is not Jungian analytical psychology, it is not cognitive functions, it is not four sides of the mind, it is not anything except just a test, that's it. That's all it is, just a test. There is nothing else, just a test, all right? This is a test of the emergency broadcast alert system. Yeah, exactly, it's just a test. That is the MBTI. So now that we know that it's just a test, let's understand something. It is not built to detect cognitive functions, and that is where the inaccuracy lies. That's where it becomes a problem, right? This is why we need to stay away from the test. Instead, it focuses on something called letter dichotomies. These are the letters themselves. See, when, see so that's why you got people, you know, certain YouTubers out there that uh, like to uh, consistently uh, trash the work that we're doing here at CSJ, all while, you know, deciding it's a really good idea to just kind of, you know, sit in front of a, uh, I don't know, a bed sheet while smoking pot. And uh, I mean, obviously they have all the credibility in the world. So, I mean, let's, let's, let's continue uh, to uh, listen to their letter dichotomy uh, uh, point of view here. Yeah, no. Because seriously, all these people do is like, well guys, you know, that guy, he's obviously really introverted. He's always alone by himself all the time, you know? And he's obviously very sensing. He's so present and so earthy, you know? And, you know, he's always spending his time, you know, with his nose and books, you know, and reading things. So he's obviously a thinker. And then it's like, oh, and he's so judgmental. So he's obviously a judging type. So he's an ISTJ. 
when in reality is that person's actually an ISTP because they have TI Hero, which is a judging function, right? You see what I'm saying? And, and because of TI Hero being a judging function, they, they, the test or the letter dichotomy system would automatically say ISTJ when in reality they're an ISTP. Wow, right? Or you can even go further than that. Look at me. I took the test, I got the INTJ result. But that's my shadow. But I was also very shadow focused that time and I was stuck in my shadow, but it was not my true ego. My true ego is an ENTP and I did not become the ENTP completely all the way until I was able to get outside, to get my head outside of those, those sources of abuse and source of trauma, which is like basically around 26 years old, because I finally was able to get into my ego when I turned 26. Literally 26, I'll tell you exactly what happened. It was in Leavenworth, Washington. I was on vacation at the time with some friends and it literally just hit me. It was just like, boom. Wow, I'm actually an ENTP. And that was a very painful, transformative process to go through after I had organized my entire life from the purpose, from the perspective of an INTJ, come to realize that I absolutely was not an INTJ. It took my mentor and my INFJ mentor to just point it out to me, be like, yeah, bro, you're not an INTJ. Look at you. You're the most extroverted person at the table. Because we went out to eat at, at one of my favorite Thai food restaurants. And sure enough, he was absolutely right. He was absolutely right. I had, I had no idea. It was earth shattering. I basically mentally lost everything. I had to completely rebuild my entire persona from scratch and relearn everything. Completely. It was absolutely earth shattering. And I had to unlearn what I had learned when it came to anything MBTI or, or personality type. Because up until that point, I was what you would call an MBTI expert and not really an expert on Jungian analytical psychology. I was so focused on the test and so focused on the lettering dichotomies that that's all my mind would even allow myself to go to. A consistent problem, not something I'd recommend. So be aware of this, this is, this is an issue. So how do we, um, how, are we, how are we aware of this, right? So what, what do we do in this situation? Well, let's talk about the cognitive functions. Uh, let's, let's, let's actually define the cognitive functions in a way that makes sense so that we can actually then look at the, uh, the letter dichotomies and then try to make sense as to what actually happens to give some specific examples of specific types as to why the dichotomy system of the MBTI test is fundamentally flawed, okay? So we're gonna do that with uh, Mr. Red Pen. And we're gonna get right down to it. So we have extroverted sensing, which this poor E, which just died in the last uh, filming attempt for some reason, uh, has just been uh, resurrected. Yes, so extroverted sensing. It's all about physics. It's all about uh, being present, right? It's, it's living in the present moment. That's where they are in time, right? And then you have introverted intuition, which is willpower. What a person desires, what their passion is, right? Um, what is it they specifically want? What is the best future for them? What is the best path forward for them? that they can literally get their way through. Like, honestly, if you were to watch a scene about introverted intuition in a movie, watch Bradley Cooper's Limitless, that scene where he takes that, where, the, where his girlfriend takes the uh, NZT um, uh, drug, uh, and she's about to be assaulted by, um, by these uh, two men chasing after her, and then, she, and then he tells her, like, just take the drug, take the drug, you'll be able to think your way through, any, through, through all of it. And then she takes it, and then she's able to literally think her way all the way out to get away from the bad guys, and that's because it's introverted intuition. It's able to find the best path forward. That's what it does, okay? So introverted intuition. It's also about one's own personal future, one's own personal uh, consciousness, essentially. 
And then as a result of having that personal, uh, personal unconscious, they're, they're able to basically see into the future like a sniper rifle really far out in the future. Introverted sensing, a little bit different. It's where a person exists in the past. It's also their long-term memory access. When someone is an introverted sensor, they can remember literally everything. The higher introverted sensing they have, the more they can remember, basically. Like uh, an SI hero from like an ISTJ or an ISFJ. Good luck telling them something didn't happen because guess what? They would know that. Or you could go uh, back to extroverted sensing again. It's short-term memory access. It's like RAM. So if introverted sensing is your hard drive, then extroverted sensing is like random access memory. New information comes in, pull, pushes the old information out. Is that information written in the introverted sensing hard drive? Well, if that hard drive space is really small because it's in there unconscious or the shadow, it's not really going to be going anywhere, is it? And then the mind has to really think, okay, well, what's important for me to write and store in the introverted sensing and what's not? I'll just have to rediscover it again with extroverted sensing. That's literally how it works. Oh yeah. And that was the difference between discovery and, uh, gosh, I forgot what that thing was. Cause like I literally found out my Patronus yesterday on Pottermore and it's the black swan. And I like totally, absolutely agree with that. Um, also I'm in Slytherin. I mean, you probably already knew that though. Uh, the point is, um, extroverted intuition, metaphysics, right? Uh, metaphysics is the future. It is fate. That is what it is, fate, everyone's fate, everyone's collective future. It is the great what if, it is where our race is going. I have expert intuition hero. This gives me the ability to see into other realities and I could see all possible infinite futures, 360 degrees around me. And I can literally time travel in my mind. I'm like literally channeling Ali Alexander when I say that, but like I'm literally time traveling in my mind. I'm going into all these different futures and constantly looking with my crystal ball, my mental crystal ball, all the different possible futures as to what's going to happen. And so I can try to pick the ideal ones and then make decisions based on my personal experience or having input from other people such that I could actually make each of those futures more likely to come true. This is literally how ENPs work. That's expert intuition. The thing is though, while I can see all infinite futures and see my own fate and everyone else's fate combined simultaneously, the range is limited. I'm not able to see as far, right? And uh, the reason for that is because expert intuition is attached to introverted sensing. The more experience I have, all that has happened before will be able to happen again. The more experience I have, the more into the future I can see. The problem is, is that introvert intuition still can see way, 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 way farther, but they can only see one future at a time, whereas expert intuition can see all everything. So it's the difference between a sniper rifle and a shotgun, essentially. And then we have introverted thinking, which is logic. It's all about if this, then that, if this, then that, if that's true, then that's true. If that's true, then that's false. If that's false, then that's true. If that's false, then that's true, etc. And it's literally just this line of 100 thoughts at a table and you're going true, false, true, false, true, false, true, false, true, false, true, false. And you have all your thoughts separated and false and all your other thoughts separated and true. And then you make a decision, right? Uh, TE, a little bit different. TE is 10 of those tables with 10 thoughts per table, essentially. And they're all going true, false simultaneously. And then it's majority rules. Oh, majority of the thoughts said uh, true. Oh, that's the decision we're going for. That is rationale. It is known as beliefs or belief systems. Rational thinking, systems thinking. It is input, whereas TI is output, okay? TI is output. Very good. Then we have input. Awesome. Then we have, uh, or no, actually TI is process, my bad. Process, FE is output, and then FI is feedback. Awesome. 
So just to give you an idea of how the decision-making functions work, there's also a similar model for the perception functions, but we're not going to be talking about that until like season 17 or season 18. It's going to be the dopest. I can't wait to share it with you. But first, got to get through these bonus episodes because we have all this extra information that's been requested by the audience so that such that when it's provided, you guys will have it, you're happy, you're good, and then we can actually set a very nice foundation for us going into the subsequent seasons that we're going to be getting into. It's going to be awesome. So... Then we have extroverted feeling. It's all those ethics. It's all about making people feel good, man. You know, or 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 morals. If it feels good, do it, man. No, that's not what I mean. Uh, morals is all about having moral principles. It's all about what an individual feels is a good or bad thing. Whereas extroverted feeling is about what the collective, what people in general would feel is a good or bad thing. And that's kind of like uh, how extroverted sensing is like what people in general, how people in general would react to that. That's why like inter like uh, STPs are very sensitive to certain acts of affection because they're like, whoa, dude, you're like totally creepy being like super mega affectionate like that because in their minds people in general would react badly to that it's not necessarily that they themselves would react to it it's just like they would consider that people in general would react to that with their expert sensing and so they, they they don't go for that right the same thing is different you know with extroverted feeling you know it's all about what people in general feel is a good or bad thing essentially so just something to be aware of so these are the cognitive functions, and there's something to note about the cognitive functions, all right? Something that we probably should have talked about a lot more, but we haven't really done so yet. But let's take a look, okay? So extroverted sensing is a, guess what? It's a P function for P for perceiving. It is a perceiving function, right? And then we have introverted intuition. Guess what? That's also a P. And then introverted sensing, also a P. And extroverted intuition, also a P. All of these are perception functions, right? Wait a minute, doesn't the MBTI have J's and P's? Oh, okay, wait a minute, judging, perceiving. Oh, okay, no, that's probably how they do it, right? That's probably how they do it. Okay, yeah, no, 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 it's not. And then we have judging functions, yay! All the rest of the functions are judging functions. So we have a bunch of P functions, a bunch of J functions, okay, very nice. So now that we know all of this right here, now are you guys starting to see why the MBTI is an absolute total failure and it's literally fake news and we should probably pay not any attention to it whatsoever other than the fact that it could only be used for ballparking? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Well, let's look at it a little bit different over here. And I am so glad I moved that bookshelf because I have so much more room to walk now. Yeah, and it actually is going to be a lot more convenient to use in the studio, if I do say so myself. Also, like, I need more art. Please send me more art. I need art and I love art. I'll put it all over the place. Uh, so more art and that's dope. Uh, so anyway, welcome to the MBTI lettering dichotomy system. And it's like, Oh, E and I, okay, that guy's obviously extroverted, so he's an E. Oh, that guy's obviously introverted, so he is an I. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, sensing is like, oh, he's very sensing, so he's an S. And oh, he's very intuitive, so he's an N, you know? And then thinking and feeling and perceiving and judging. And that's literally what people do. They just look at their fellow human beings and they're just like, well, he seems extroverted. Oh, he seems intuitive. He seems feeling. He seems judging. So he's obviously an ENFJ. When... They're probably an INFP in their shadow, or maybe they're just an ENFP because they have FI parent. You see what I'm saying? The letter dichotomies are so terrible. Don't do it. So let's look at an example. We're talking about judging and perceiving so much, so let's talk about a specific example, okay? INFP and INFJ. I, I, I've talked about this before um, in, uh, in my lecture. How do uh, INFJs compare to INFPs, okay? So let's take a look. Did you know that INFJ has NI hero, right? Did you know 
that INFP has FI hero. Okay, well, let's take a look at that. Let's reference that. NI hero. Oh, it's a perceiving function. Okay, FI hero. Oh, it's a J function. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is a P function, but why are they a J? Wait a minute. This is a J function, but why are they a P? Can you not see already? Can you not see already how it is? I mean, someone like probably just now delivered something to me, so that was kind of odd, but whatever. It is what it is. I could have just like opened the door and like brought them in and be like, hey, you're on like camera right now. And then, oh, thank you very much, sir. And have a good day. But I'm like, definitely not going to do that. Yeah, no, not comfortable. Anyway, INFP, it is FI hero. It's all about decision making. It's all about how they feel about everything. They're classifying everything in their life between what is a good thing and what is a bad thing and then developing their own moral principles as a result, right? But for some reason, they're a P right? Or look at INFJ, right? You know, NI hero is a perceiving function, yet they're considered a J type. Okay, so what's wrong? That's because introverts, introverts have this problem, right? Okay, yes. Now, okay, all the audience is literally at this point saying, well, what about socionics? Because in socionics, their lettering system doesn't have to deal with this crap. I'm like, yes, you're right. Socionics does not have to deal with the fact that these letters are incorrect. And they actually fix that. Thank you, socionics. You know what? Yes, go ahead and study socionics. In fact, definitely get on the socionics bandwagon well before you ever get to MBTI. In fact, actually, how about you just ignore MBTI and just go straight to socionics? You'd be doing yourself a favor. You know what I'm saying? Like seriously, do it that way and not this way. You know what I'm saying? But here's the issue. MBTI types, they get lots and lots of good search engine optimization. So, I mean, I'm a businessman at the end of the day, so I'm definitely going to be like, you know, using those letters because I like SEO and also at the same time, it's what people are generally used to already. So that also gives me the opportunity to create cool debunking lectures like this, you know, so I can actually, you know, trash the fact that the MBTI is literally worthless, except it's only useful for, you know, ballparking, etc. But fair enough. Uh, so INFP, INFJ, you can see right here how this is very flawed and that consistently happens among introverts. ISTPs, for example, ISTJs. ISTJs are considered their J-type, but introverted sensing is their hero, which means they it's a perceiving hero, but they're still considered J. Or you have ISTP with TI hero. TI hero is a J function, but they're still considered a P-type, right? It's wrong. It's different, and the MBTI test is consistently testing these people, especially introverts, because extroverts don't necessarily have this J versus P problem because extroverts, the MBTI is aware of that and it's okay. But when it comes to introverts, the rules are a little bit different because a TE hero is automatically an ETJ by default. So they have their J's and their P's not mixed up for the extroverts, but for the introverts, it's completely mixed up. And that's why if you're an introvert, you're more likely, 25% more likely. Why 25%? Because you have an actual four total uh, options here for the letters. And I think, you know, one out of four is technically 25%. And it was actually pretty easy to just come out of that, come up with that statistic completely right out of my rear, if you know what I'm saying. But the point is, just realize that if you're an introvert, you have a 25% increased chance of getting a mistype as a result of taking the MBTI type just because you're an introvert, okay? So that's already a huge problem. So, okay, that just reduced the MBTI test by 75% effectiveness. If you, and you have a 50-50 chance of having a 25% reduction in effectiveness for the test, great. I too wanna go spend $2,000 on getting certified with the MBTI so I can administer that flawed test. Mm. 
Yes, it makes me like super happy and excited and, and, and also very nervous and concerned for my future because why would I make an investment like that? Anyway, and then thinking and feeling, same thing, big issue. Look at these two types. We have the uh, ENFJ, okay, and then you have the ENFP, okay. ENFJ, ENFP, okay, yeah, the J's and P's are good, but what about the F part, thinking and feeling? Did you know that the ENFJ is technically a TI user? It's a TI user, it has TI inferior. TI inferior is a J function, and it's very internal, so it is a source function because it's an introverted function. But then you have ENFP, which, has an N, which is an FI user, right? FI is a decision-making function, okay? So wait a minute, why, why isn't the ENFP the ENFJ? Or why isn't, uh, why isn't it ENTJ, right? Because they are using TI, because TE is not a source of TI, right? You see what I'm saying? So why is that? Again, it leads to mistypes. This is why people all the time end up having uh, you know, their, their, their Fs and Ts uh, mixed together or their Js and Ps mixed together, which leads to mistyping when they take the test. It is a problem. Okay, or we have sensing versus intuition. This one's really, really interesting because I don't know how many times I've seen INFJs specifically. What other type does it as well? Um, I've seen, uh, oh yeah, ENTJs. ENTJs and ESTJs, that's, that's a big one. So ENTJ and then ESTJ, these two types often get confused to each other between sensing and intuition. I don't know how many times I've seen, because of how external, you know, because extroverted sensing, especially SE child, because it's optimistic, it's like way out there. It is so in your face. It is such an in your face function, right? And because it is an in your face function, it's very out there and it makes it so much easier for the MBTI test to detect because it's so out there. So ENTJs often mistype as ESTJs, right? I mean, that is technically why I did that lecture, you know, how do ESTJs compare to ENTJs? Because people are consistently having that problem. They're taking that test and then realizing, oh, my results, these are my results. And then they come here to this YouTube channel. They're like, oh, that doesn't sound like me. When they're watching season three, who are the ENTJs? That doesn't sound like me. Or who are the ESTJs? That doesn't sound like me. So what am I going to do? Well, maybe you should probably like do more research. And then they do. And then they find how do ESTJs compare to ENTJs and they realize all along they were actually an ENTJ and the test did not tell them that. Wow. Completely different way of looking at it. And well, they probably were building their life on the fact that they thought they were an ESTJ for like years, right? It's a very painful experience, a very painful situation to be in. I know because I used to be there. I used to do that. That happened to me. And then Oh yeah, extroverted versus introverted. This is also super, super common. ENTP, INTP test, or you go back to INFJ, getting mixed up with ENFJ. Very, very common. Very, very common tests, uh, test results. Why is that? Think about it. The ENTP is the most introverted of the extroverts. Hands down. The reason is, is because of ISFJ subconscious. ISFJ subconscious is extremely behind the scenes. It is the most behind the scenes of the, uh, of the, uh, um, uh, the background types, basically, in that interaction style. And uh, like, for example, if I'm in a social gathering or a social situation, and if I'm uncomfortable, I'm going to be just behind the scenes. I'm not even going to engage with anybody. I'm just going to be full responding and people come up to me. I don't want to have anything to do with anybody. I don't feel comfortable to engage. 
It's just not gonna happen until finally I either start making people uncomfortable because I'm not engaging or I'm just gonna straight up leave and go elsewhere or go home because why bother? I've just completely wasted my time. I don't know how much time I have literally wasted on extroversion in my life doing this consistently over and over and over again because I'm always uncomfortable in social situations. And that is just one example as to why the ENTP is so introverted. Here's another example why the ENTP is so introverted. We are starter types and in order for us to actually get anything done, we have to force ourselves and lock everything else out in our lives so that we can get into our anti nemesis to actually focus and get some work done. That's kind of like what I'm doing right now with this lecture, uh, reshoot, lol. But that's the point I'm trying to make. That's what it's all about. That's what it means. We can be like introverted. And when someone knows that about themselves and how introverted they may be, they start taking this test and they start answering yes to more introverted questions and they end up scoring as an INTP instead of an ENTP, even though that's inaccurate. They're just not aware of the four sides of the mind. Oh wait, another problem with the MBTI test. It's not aware of the four sides of the mind. Wow, okay, hashtag waste of time, right? Ballparking, ballparking only, you know? Or you can look at it this way, ENFJs and INFJs. Did you know the INFJ is the most extroverted of the introverts? They're always down for a party. They're always down for giving a good experience. They're always down for being a mixologist and mixing all the drinks and handling like the bar at a party or whatever. You know what I'm saying? They're always down for being the life of the party because their ESTP subconscious just gets out there and it wants to take charge of the party. It wants to take charge of giving the experience. It wants to make other people loyal to them. It wants to make other people stronger. It wants to improve everyone. It wants to be the center of the attention as much as it can. And then also it has the ENFP shadow and the ENFP shadow is like, hey, look at me. I got zany charm. I'll give you what you want, bro. You should think highly of me, bro. It's all good. I got you. You know, you combine that ENFP and that ESTP at the same time when they're transitioning and they're different sides of their mind, guess what? They're gonna come off an extrovert. And if they're really used to that party-like behavior that INFJs can typically get into, especially in their college years, when they take the test, they're gonna answer yes to more of the extroverted questions. And then they're gonna score an ENFJ. Oh, mistype, it's not actually accurate. Anyway, the point is guys, do not waste your time with the MBTI test. It is just a test. And guess what? It is not that accurate. It is not. It is not that accurate. Why not? Because when we look at our demographics within our own Discord, right? Our own Discord, our own demographics. Uh, we, we, we've been keeping track of what types people claim they are, and we found out that the mistypes are even worse. I originally said eight out of 10 accuracy on certain of these tests. No, 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 no. It's way worse, way worse. It may be four out of 10 accurate because we just do not know. We do not know any of these things. So like, what do you do to solve the problem? Well, you can do what you should be doing, which is going to csjoseph.life right now. You put in your email, you get very nice type grid. And then after you read type grid and you watch season two and season 15 playlist, you know how to use type grid. And then as a result, every time you come into contact with somebody, you instantly know what type they are. Oh, so dope. Yeah, it is so dope. And especially like when we upgrade it, then we throw it on the mobile app, it's gonna get even better, yeah. But the point is, that is what is necessary. That is what is needed. We just need to focus on becoming as accurate as possible. It's just for ballparking people, and it could ballpark you in your shadow, it could ballpark you in your subconscious, it could ballpark you with one of the three or four, or one of the four letters wrong, maybe even two letters wrong in some cases, which we have seen. It's just for ballparking. Do not, rely on the MBTI test for 
your personality type results. Instead, rely on the type grid because then you're like going to be accurate. It just, it's so much easier to just take a test and then get a result and be happy with it and start building your life around that result. No, 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 no. I understand that the type grid is a little bit difficult, guys. I know it's a little bit harder. I know it requires more effort to utilize. I get it. I absolutely get it and I understand and it requires a lot of study. But once you've mastered it and once you get to the point where you're so good at it that, that within 30 seconds of meeting somebody for the first time, you instantly know what type they are, you know what side of their minds they have, you know their cognitive functions, you know their pressure points and you can optimize that interaction with that person. Even if they are incompatible with you, you have the ability to do this. Why would you not do this? Why would you not have a better life as a result? Why would you not increase the quality of your life as a result of taking those responsibility, you know, those, you know, taking responsibility and actually learning this stuff. Because guess what, guys? This is a skill that everyone needs to know, right? So learn it. It will serve you well, I promise. Do not rely on the so-called experts of MBTI or even socionics for that matter to tell you what your type is. This is something that you need to find out yourself. I am here to empower you, this audience, to get the tools that you need to do it accurately on your own without utilizing a test, without checking your brain at the door, without you you know, doing an appeal to authority. The test is an authority and it's authority that's been around for 15 or 20 or 50 years and obviously they know what they're talking about. No, they don't. That's like saying doctors nowadays know what they're talking about when, they're, when their medical school is still based on science from the 1970s. Like, do you really want to play that appeal to authority, logical fallacy game with me when it comes to doctors? <laughs> yeah. No, I've had my life put in danger more so by doctors than most people. So like, take that, take what doctors say with a grain of salt in as much as you should be taking what the MBTI says with a grain of salt. Hell, take what I say with a grain of salt. We could use some more cynicism and critical thinking around here. Maybe we'd have a better society. Yeah, that'd be nice. That, that'd be really nice. Anyway, learn the type grid and then get a better quality of life. Know yourself, know others. Do not rely on this letter dichotomy system, this failed system for ballparking and get some accuracy in your life. That way you're able to have the highest quality of life and optimize every single one of your human interactions. If you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and also on the podcast. If you'd like to support us at the CSJ community, we do have a Patreon now. So go ahead and check out our Patreon. If you want to get to our private lectures, that's gold tier and above specifically. Uh, we're going to be adding some additional things to the perks as well. If you need coaching, uh, you can uh, go to csjoseph.life, click coaching, and then yeah, you can be coached by me one-on-one -on -one sessions. I could also do couples as well. Uh, if you want to get to your questions answered on the Q&A live streams, click on Discord. The link is below. Get on Discord and put your questions in the Q&A session. We're going to be changing up how we do questions to uh, make it easier for people to ask their questions uh, instead of having the Patreon questions just dominate everything. Uh, we're only do like, um, you know, limit people to like one a week, et cetera, or at least one per stream, et cetera, one to two per stream. If you want to uh, meet me in person, you can come to our uh, Bay Area uh, Psychology Meetup. Uh, that link is also below in the video description as well. So anyway, guys, uh, good luck on your journey. Uh, make sure that you are avoiding the letter dichotomy system and focusing more so on cognitive functions as well as the type grid so that you can have uh, the absolute best personality type result. And that way, people like Ty Lopez will stop telling us you know, how terrible Jungian analytical psychology is and start praising Hexaco test for some reason. I have no idea why he does that. That, but apparently he does. Um, so yeah, just something for all to be aware of. Uh, thanks for watching and uh, 
I'm now off to Orlando. Uh, see you soon. Have a good day.